Welcome to episode 97 of the Mayberry Devotional, entitled, The Work of the Lord. Today I'll be looking at season 3, episode 31 of the Andy Griffith Show, Mountain Waiting. And I'll be looking at scripture from 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 58. As we start off today's episode, we see a man painting some ads on the meat market window as Andy and Barney are watching. This scene gives one of the classic lines of the show, I before E except after C, and E before N and chicken. Yeah, I always forgot that rule. We also see Barney bump into the guy painting and cause him to paint a big street down the window as he and Andy leave to go back to the courthouse because Andy sees Briscoe Darlin's truck at the courthouse. Upon entering the courthouse, we find out that this is the first time that Barney meets Briscoe and we hear about Ernest T. Bass, who doesn't take to Dud and Charlene being married. Andy and Barney make plans to go to the Darling residence and take care of the situation with Ernest T. Bass and plan on leaving early in the morning. The next morning, Andy stops by the courthouse at 4 a.m., where he finds Barney asleep in the back room and tries several things to wake him up, but is not able to until a simple snap of the fingers arouses him from his sleep. Andy and Barney arrive at the Darling household and enter to find Briscoe and the boys playing some music. As Dud enters the house, we find out that Ernest T. Bass is not around, but word has been left for him to stop by, and while they wait, Andy joins the family as they play duly. After the song is completed, a rock is thrown through the window with a note for Charlene from Ernest T. Bass. Andy, Barney, and Briscoe go outside to talk to Ernest T., and we find out that he doesn't think that Charlene's wedding is legitimate since it wasn't performed by a preacher. The decision is then made that Charlene and Doug would be rightly married by a preacher the following day. As Ernest T. leaves, we see him leave in a way that Andy calls strange and weird. Briscoe calls him just plain ornery, and, well, Barney thinks he's a nut. Later that night, we see Andy and Barney trying to get some sleep, as we see that the darling men are all snorers, loud ones at that. Andy and Barney get the idea to roll them over so that they can quit snoring, and, well, it does help for a little bit, but then they all end up rolling back over and continue snoring. It doesn't last long, as... Ernest T., well, he makes a nighttime appearance by throwing a rock through the window. He wants his time to, to talk to Charlene, since he's got less than 24 hours to quarter. The next morning, as Charlene is getting ready for the wedding, another rock comes through the window with a note from Ernest T. Bass, which leads everybody to think that he might try to kidnap Charlene. Later at the wedding ceremony, as it started, we see that the darlings are singing, and once the preacher starts the wedding... Ernest T. Bass comes along, fires a few shots off, and kidnaps the bride. What Ernest T. doesn't notice until later is that, well, Barney is the one that's wearing the wedding dress, and Charlene was hiding behind a tree the whole time. Once Ernest T. was away with his, quote, bride, Charlene comes out, and the preacher continues with the wedding ceremony. As Ernest T. is stopped and finally confesses his love to his bride, Barney takes off the veil and reveals himself to be the bride in question, Later, back at the ceremony, we see the preacher is finally able to finish the ceremony and marry Dud and Charlene. As everything seems to have gone well, the question of Barney's safety is brought up when we see Barney running back with the wedding dress on with Ernest T. chasing him. The epilogue shows Ernest T. Bass back at the Darling Cabinet with Ernest T. shaking Dud's hand and the wedding celebration continues as the Darlings play something to liven up the party. Dance till your stockings are hot and raveled. While Dud and Charlene are dancing, Ernest T., he gets kind of carried away with the music, and he tries to get Barney to dance with him, 
but Barney will have no part in it. After all, he is a nut. The scripture I want to look at today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. As Paul was writing to the believers at Corinth, he knew he was facing some opposition to their beliefs. The Greeks in Corinth did not believe in resurrection, and this belief was starting to affect some of the believers in the church. In verses 3 and 4 of this chapter, Paul writes of what was their first importance of what he taught them and that Christ had died for their sins. He was buried, and on the third day, Christ was resurrected all according to the scriptures. He told them how he preached to them this and how of more importance that they believe this. He was going on in his letter, he writes to them, and he expands more on the resurrection. At the end of this chapter, he goes on to, to tell them to be steadfast. He wants them to be immovable in their beliefs, and he tells them that the work for they do in the Lord, that they need to do it fully. He reminds them that the work that they do for Christ will not be useless, as those who deny the resurrection would have them to believe. To sum it up, Paul tells them to be persistent in the work that they are doing, and to be persistent in their beliefs. In today's episode, we see several times when people are being persistent. Andy is persistent when he tries to wake up Barney so that they can go visit the darlings. He tries several different things to wake up Barney, and in the end, it turns out that all it takes was a simple snap of the fingers. Of course, we see that Ernest T. Bass is persistent. He keeps pestering Charlene and throwing rocks to the wind of the darlings' house because he feels that they're not rightly married. We see that Briscoe and Dud are persistent in making sure that Ernest T. doesn't get a chance to steal away Charlene. When talking to Annie, Briscoe confesses that they thought about killing Ernest T., but they didn't want things to go that far. But I would think that if Andy wasn't able to help them, that, well, they might have entertained that thought for some time in the future. Luckily, Andy comes up to visit the Darlings, and we see how that they are persistent about keeping Charlene away from Ernest T., even though he does make an attempt to kidnap her. So, thanks to persistence of Briscoe and some good thinking by Andy, we see that Dud and Charlene are finally married by a preacher, which means that their persistence and patience has won out in the end. How persistent are we? At my job, when I need to order supplies for my job, I, I place an order through an automated system that sends an email to my boss for approval. Immediately, I call my boss to let him know I placed this order and that he needs to approve it. If he doesn't answer the phone, I text him, and you let him know that there's an email that's coming through that he needs to approve. Then in a couple days, if I still haven't heard back from him, I start over again by emailing him, calling him, and texting him until I get a response from him. I have to be persistent, mainly because if I don't keep an eye on him and keep up with him, he'll forget. My wife is pretty persistent with me, and I don't feel that she has to be. You know, she takes care of doing the laundry, and but she won't hang up my shirts You know, after she washes and dries them. She'll lay them on the side of the bathtub for me to take care of this. Then, just like clockwork, every day for the next week or two, she persistently keeps asking me if I've hung my shirts up yet. I find it easier to wait to the second week to hang them up, because then there's not as many left laying around. How persistent are we with the Word of God? Do we make time to study it each day? Do we make time to pray each day? How are we about talking to our family members or talking to our friends who aren't saved? Do we make time every so often to witness to them? Where is our persistence? Persistent can be defined as refusing to give up or let go. 
insistently repetitive or continuous. And this comes from the American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language. Ernest T. Bass was persistent in trying to court Charlene. Dud and Briscoe were persistent in seeing that Ernest T. Bass is not allowed to court Charlene. Andy was persistent in trying to wake up Barney so they could go to the Darlings to help with their situation. Paul wrote that believers need to be steadfast, immovable, and always doing the work of the Lord. In other words, Paul writes to believers at Corinth that they need to be persistent in their works and in their beliefs. While we might not be attacked like the Corinthians were about their beliefs in the resurrection, I'm sure we've all felt attacked at one point or another because of our beliefs. Maybe someone at work has told you, this isn't the place for that. Or maybe it's a family member who's looked at you and said, you're not going to start it on that again, are you? And maybe it's from the devil attacking us on the inside, telling us that we don't have time to study, read, or pray, but we'll have plenty of time tomorrow. Whatever it is, let's be persistent, whether it's in our praying, reading, witnessing, or whether it's in our beliefs. Let us continuously be about the work of the Lord. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Mayberry Devotional. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. I hope you'll join me next week as I'll be looking at Season 3, Episode 32, The Big House. Until then, thanks for listening.